0: Ooh, goblins and ghouls and many spooky things. Hello, it's me, Spooky Harrison.
1: And it's me, Spooky Meg. And this is the Good to See You podcast.
2: <laughs> I don't know.
0: This it's is going like, to be the Halloween week episode.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And this week we're talking to Jalen connor and jalen is a musician a producer um someone who i had not met before Or if i had it was in super passing and it was very fun to like really get to connect with somebody new on this episode i had a really good time and um yo this is an awesome episode jay rocks
1: yeah and it's been a minute and we're happy to be back and we are gonna get into it woke up
3: this morning didn't know what to do so i looked around then i saw you yeah it's good to see you yeah it's good to see you you. we're gonna talk about some stuff and some other stuff too yeah
1: it's good to see you just an amazon.com order sometime last summer
0: (laughs) correct correct oh my gosh and it's nice to meet you i'm harrison
4: it's nice to meet you too. I've heard many many things about how talented you are and oh, shit I've seen oh, like some cool. like clips from like Emmanuel and Hassani and stuff like that. Uh, oh
0: cool. Hell yeah. I didn't know you know them. That's
1: tight.
4: Well, awesome. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, this is it's going all right. How are you?
1: man? Are you I'm good. I'm good. It's good to see you. How are you?
4: Doing all right. It's good to see you too. I love that. your Oh,
1: I was just going to say, I love your bucket hat. Oh,
4: thank you. (laughs) because my hair is like really flat right now on my head and I need to wash it.
1: The headphones are helping me with that also. I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Where in the world are you right now?
3: I'm in Tacoma right now. Um,
1: Okay. And you, correct me if I'm wrong, but you are like local to Maryland, Yes. Yeah. Born and raised. And are you born and raised Tacoma? Are you like relocated there?
4: I was born in PG and then for like my basically all throughout my like K through twelve, or I guess like third grade through twelve, I moved to the Shady Grove Rockville area. And I went to like Lakewood and stuff like that. And then I moved out to Olney after I graduated. And now I'm in Tacoma. Because I'm okay. at my mom's house, so I'm in my apartment
1: now. Nice, nice. Um, well, wait. wait, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask, how <laughs> do
0: you know Emmanuel and, and Sonny and all them?
4: Uh, from, like, Summer Dinner Theater and just, like, my college and stuff. Okay,
0: like word. That. I was going to ask if you had some kind of MC connection uh, yeah. in there. Cool, 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 cool. What did you, did you, like, go to MC?
4: Yeah, I, I currently still go to MC. Oh, cool. School is, like up and down you know how yeah 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 mm-hmm. um but yeah it's 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 cool there. i went to mc and then i i did summer, summer dinner theater back in like 2016 to 2008 19 i like when they did west side story mm-hmm. uh I, I stopped performing and then like i think 2019 i did sweet charity for the music direction position so
1: Whoa. Oh, I didn't know you did that.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did the associate music directing position on Sweet Charity.
1: That's okay. awesome.
4: So
0: obviously you have a, a, a big array of interests, right? Like if you're, if you're playing music like that and you're on stage. So how would you describe like what you do? Uh,
4: it's, it is really confusing. <laughs> I, I confuse myself like daily. I, I wake have an existential crisis. I'm like, what do I want to do? But honestly, I... As much as I do love gearing towards teaching music, music directing and whatnot, I do very much so have like a passion for performing, singing live, creating my own uh, worlds, I guess. Um, I like I like telling stories for sure, but I also want to do that from my perspective. So I guess that is the main direction I'm pushing in right now. at least.
0: Cool. And what is it? Does that look like written music and like or written text?
4: yeah there's i have cheap music out there in the world and but right now i'm focusing mainly on like music production um very very cool stuff uh it's opened a lot of worlds just being able to create at least i've
0: been i i've been teaching myself how to do it for the last like year year and a half and i have to i mean like the amount of worlds that open up once you learn how to like just the basics of the sounds that you have access to like I mean you can create any number of things have you been doing it for a long time
4: no I've been doing it since January of this year oh cool 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 cool, cool.
0: what are you are you using um are you using logic are using Ableton using free loops
4: I'm using logic cool what do you use logic God bless. <laughs>
0: I'm about to like, I'm very excited to, I guess they just like updated Logic big time. There's a bunch of new loops and stuff in there. I'm like very, very excited
4: about it. So they added um, Dolby Atmos, like, um, and you can like mix in 3D. It's insane. It's just, I'm not going to nerd out, but it's just very, very insane. Oh, well, please no, wait. nerd out. Like what this show is mean?
0: for nerding out. Yeah, can you talk about Dolby Atmos? Because I sort of, I've seen like videos-ish about it, but I don't really fully get it
4: yeah it's so well, preface, I think that music streaming of like what we know now is gonna move from stereo like like listening to Dolby Atmos because more and more we try as a society to try and like make music as live as possible when we're listening, even if it's through music production. people love trying to emulate a live sound, and Dolby Atmos opens that up where you're able to mix in a three d like context where you can you can place where in the room where your snare is hitting and how close it is to your ear or how in front of your face or above your head it is it's like a full 3d mix and uh, that's what logic updated recently so it's it's really really insane It, it makes it actually feel like a live performance even if it's just all you know midi input or you know synth and whatnot It really really can sound live.
1: And I mean, maybe this is just because, like, this is not my bag of, it's not my bag. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I am not a music producer, but how exactly do you know if you want the snare to be hitting above your head or behind it you know what i mean like how do you know like well how do you know where to place that...
0: people on stage meg like mm-hmm. you know it's sort of like it, it gets into the world building like aspect of okay it, you know like once you start to have the vision you know that's not like i uh, for me when i like mix and stuff that's not the first thing that's like one of the last things you know right. and then you have kind of an idea of where, where like, the song is, what the world of the song is. David Byrne in How Music Works, his book talks a lot about, he writes for rooms. He writes about like, what space am I inside of right now? Like, am I in a big open auditorium? Am I in a little tiny closet? And thinking about how that impacts the sound and the world that you're building for hmm. each song. Sort of like, you know, sort of like actors on a stage when you're interpreting a script, like you, you're trying to place people on stage in order to create a certain energy, create a yeah. certain power dynamic.
3: Um, yeah,
1: I guess that 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 metaphor tracks for me. I guess yeah. it's just because I don't like think about sound that way. I don't know. And how do you come to like train your ear to? I don't know. Is it just through listening and through like yeah. playing around with it that you're like, "Oh, that hits different?" Like I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if I would know that.
4: Honestly, it's, it's magical because when I like so before I started using logic, I had a really old dinosaur like pink computer. It was like a Dell 2006 computer. And I used this really old program called Cakewalk and it was it was free. Um and I just wanted to get my hands like into the production world and whatnot. And I didn't have any speakers at the time. Like, I, I'm using stereo speakers and, like, headphones and stuff like that. But at the time, I didn't have that. And what sounded good to me was, like, was so far away from what it is now. Because back then, obviously, I was just listening on the computer. It, it's magical because over time, the more and more you listen, your brain just has, like, is forced to point out different things. It's just forced. Like, there will be days or nights where i'm like working on say like a, a beat or something like that and i'm i'm looping one section over and over again to a point where the mix starts to like disassemble itself as music and you really start to hear the individual mm-hmm. things that's going on and like that's when you you start to like you step away from the numbers and stuff you have to be like all right let me listen to my ear, like. Oh, I've listened to music my entire life where would a snare hit if I were listening to this say at a sitzbro you know what I'm saying like that like mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. so it really does just evolve over time just keep going keep going and it's different for depending on what you're looking for if you're producing and you're trying to learn how to like mix well you need to be listening to like the sounds you put together first, you know, but if you're just a sound engineer, mm. then you're going to be listening to the entire scope of things rather than. Individual words.
1: And as a, I mean, as somebody that like makes your own music, do you, you have to kind of assume both roles then I, I assume.
4: Yeah. It's, it's kind of chaotic.
1: It's, yeah. Like, and how I mean I, this has been like a relatively new venture for you uh, within the year how how did you learn like what was your what were the avenues you like got information from I know Harrison was saying there's a huge like world on TikTok that is like just a ton of information about music production and like indie music scene um and just making things happen and that's given him a lot of resources what is where have you been getting that, your knowledge from.
4: I, I agree with that. There is a lot of knowledge on TikTok. Um, I didn't learn that till after the fact, though. But I, I learned from years, for one, years of <laughs> being really, really lazy and not teaching <laughs> myself to produce. And over those years, it's forced me to be like, just... It's forced me to want to know how to produce, but in that time, I'm like, okay, I know what I, I know what sounds I want and whatnot. So mm. it start it started with that as a reference of being like, I know what I want to put together. I just need to sure. get off my ass. And then acquiring my
1: acquiring taste, I'm like, like build, exactly. figuring out what your taste is. Yeah, that that makes sense for sure.
0: It's also like half of being an artist. I feel like I'm starting to learn. Like, is is uh, I'm in a big consumption mode because like we put out an album my friend and i we like produce and make music together we put on an album and i like i'm trying to like inspire myself again and so much of it is like consume 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 and you start to learn like oh i like how this person is doing their drum sounds i like how this person is yeah,
4: yeah. i i agree i heavily agree on that sentiment like youtube is also a fantastic place like just watching other producers make things live like actually sit like Production takes patience. So sitting down and actually watching someone flesh out a production will teach you a lot. If you want to spend an hour and a half like doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but my brother also is like probably the starter. Like, he, he started producing before me, and I was always jealous. I was like, "How does he know how to do this? Like, what are you doing?" Um, and my first song that I put out, "Intrusive Thoughts," he produced that for me. Um, oh cool yeah we were in his like his little bedroom in my mom's house and i had a really shitty like 40 mic and he was on like fl studio or something And i don't think he bought it yet he like he was like mixing the song and he didn't close the application he just kept like kept it open because <laughs> and then eventually down the process he like he bought it and then saved it and we were like but yeah no it was it was seeing him work and like take my ideas and be able to input it into something that made sense was really like the start of like okay I can do this I need to give it some time give some patience
1: and was that the first time that you had um like collaborated with somebody on music production before was it and does that open up like a new, like having to communicate about that kind of thing? Does that, um, I don't know, does, does that change the way that, does that change the process for you at all?
4: Uh, uh, it, it actually wasn't my first time um, collaborating. I did like really, really like bad demos back at my friend, like Sox House, um, I think like three years ago or something. I didn't really know what was going on. He was recording everything, but he would click record and just tell me to play. And I would play something and hear it back. Um, mm-hmm. But in terms of like having to communicate, it definitely changes like how something, like what the final result would be. I would say like it, it definitely yeah. the process for sure.
1: Do you feel like there was a more compromise or do you feel like it like elevates things that you're already kind of thinking of or does that make sense yeah no no it, it definitely makes sense I,
4: for my brother, like my brother's the only person i've actually made a full like we made the instrumental we made the vocals we mixed it that we mastered it like all of that stuff he's the only person i've actually ever done that with and okay it definitely elevated it because you know he's my brother so He'll be like, you need to record that again or something mm. like that. And that is way better than being in a studio with an engineer that relies on like what's going on, on their in their computer to like fix my voice and whatnot. It's better to get a better yeah. of things than to yeah. edit. And he always he always made sure of that. So I, I definitely being in that collaborative space was way more elevation than. Is sure
1: sure yeah, yeah 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 um yeah i always just wonder about that i mean it's like hard when you have to be in a collaboration like that like how much of your and especially when you you know have when you have experience in both worlds like kind of calling your own shots and then you know having to collaborate so i just wonder like how much compromise is involved or whatever but um you just recently put out an ep a month or and a half or so ago yes two
4: yeah. months ago Oh, cool. I got to check that out. It's like um, a, yeah, like over two months ago. Wait, what is it? No, like a month and a half ago. Yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah, yeah. And can you tell us a little bit about it and like the inspiration behind it and um, just kind of how it came to be?
4: Totally. Um, the EP is called 20s and it's on all streaming services. And it it kind of came out of nowhere, but it also was like in me for a while, I think. I think it was, again, needed to sit down and figure out what was going on. But yeah, 20s kind of explores the early adolescence um, or the early ages of like young adolescence. So from like kind of 18 to 22, um, I feel like a lot of people talk about just just when 20 starts that it's like, oh, it's the time of your life and whatnot. But people forget the like the coming into your 20s, like that part. And so you're still holding a lot of things from those ages. And I wanted to really cover those really early, tight years of like what it's like to be losing friends for the first time, what it's like to be falling out of love, what it's like to be falling in love, what it's like to, you know, really not like where you're at, like physically or financially, emotionally in life, and like being real about that, just like saying it outwardly, like damn I'm broke or damn like xyz I know to, I need to go to therapy da, 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 mm-hmm. um, those are things that is so hard to admit as an early like in your early 20s because you're hearing it from everyone that's like 26 and above I would say right and like from your perspective you're like 26 27 oh my gosh that's years away like mm-hmm. it feels like so much and Honestly, I just wanted to cover
1: that, right. and I I completely agree with everything you're saying. I also feel like in so much media, you're mm-hmm. it's really like the 20s is a very confusing age, like to ever see represented, you know, or hear represented, um, especially like you're talking about like the early 20s, because you're seeing anybody that's actually like 21 or 22. Um, I mean, I'm talking about just like on screen, but is probably playing a high schooler. You know what I mean? We're not writing about like just out of college right. and or those like
0: people have like in uh, uh, in media, those people that are in their early 20s have jobs where they make like one hundred thousand dollars a year at like a marketing firm. Like they never show people that are like broke in their 20s on TV and like
1: honest struggling with shit. One of the only shows, city. of Broad City. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Is right. one of the only shows I've ever seen do that. And, you know, um, maybe That's a little bit like, like
0: self-righteous. Like girls are so fucking self-righteous by the end. Gameless. Sure. Sure.
3: Oh yeah, Shameless
1: does
0: a good job of, of that too. Okay,
1: I have not really watched it. It's on my. It's definitely like on my list of things. It's just so many seasons. I'm like I have to really make a commitment.
4: <laughs> Watch the first one and then like determine how you like it because okay. it is a okay. lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, but yes. To this point, I feel like there's not always a very accurate representation. It's honestly like the 20s are glorified and like really, like you're saying, they're very glamorized. Or we're watching what i know to be 22 23 year olds playing high schoolers and then it's it's yeah i i just feel like no one's really talking about that in between where there's a lot of huge changes um i feel like a lot of times people think about like that 18 or like you know the graduating high school like going to college like that is a really big shift of course but there is like another very massive like Whoa. probably even and and less hand-holding in the like grad mm-hmm. you know in in the like 21 22 year old well no one's padding uh, anything transition you. yeah you know like yeah. no one's
4: what to do at all like right no. do, it's really wild it really really is wild you know even with moving out, you know, you, <laughs> you got to figure out what you got to eat every single day. And that's right. that sounds yes. so basic, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like, the shift is so fast. You go from being, you know, almost toddled in a way mm-hmm. you, you have your parents to cook for you and whatnot. And then all of a sudden it's like, here, you're in the world, you need a job, you need to be paying for this stuff. You need to know how to do this. And not saying that that's a problem. It's just a lot of people don't have the same experience of growing up to know those things. And so those early twenties, really, really, really like what the fuck's going on. (laughs)
1: Right. And when there's so, and like almost any, almost everything is a possibility. There's like plenty of ways to go about doing all of the things that no one is telling you how to do. And so it is, it feels aimless and no one is like looking at, I don't no one feels like they're doing it correctly. At least that's kind of my experience <laughs> Nobody yeah. that I've been around is like, yep, I have got it. I've got it figured out. I know exactly what I'm doing. No. But my perception is that everybody but me, like, has a better idea of what's going on than I do. You know, what I, I don't <laughs> know if that's believable or not,
4: but Thank God we have social media that, like, yeah. totally helps with that. Yeah, right. It's right. Like, the worst thing. Like, I went to uh, a comedy show yesterday. I went to Hasan Minhaj, and... Oh, cool. Oh, yeah! He he brought the house down. First of all, he's doing his Netflix special in D.C., so that's awesome.
1: Oh, cool. Oh, my gosh, cool. I really and loved then, his first one, Homecoming is, King. I thought it was such a great special. So,
4: just like, King's Jester, he he killed this one he of it. But, um... Yeah, we had to lock up our phones. Like, we can't. Uh, we couldn't use social media and whatnot. And I just thought it was it was so interesting. He had a whole speech about like just how being in this room tonight. What makes it so like special and whatnot is that he trusts us and we trust him and stuff like mm-hmm. that. With with social media and what you were just mentioning about like early twenties and seeing everyone feel like they're doing you know better or whatnot we're trusting the screen too much. We are trusting the glamor too much. We're like, you know, and we don't get to see, damn, that person just lost a job or damn, that person right. can not pay rent this month. You know, we, the reality. So it, it sucks. It really does suck. And there's nothing that's slowing that process down. Like everything is just speeding up. You know? mm-hmm. Right. Social media just keeps and keeps going. Instagram is a shop now. Like, right.
0: Yeah, completely. Yeah. It, it is a storefront for um, every online company that has ever existed. It's
4: like crazy. I hate, it. I hate it. It's the worst.
0: Well, and to your point that like we only ever see the good moments, like it does become this like self eating thing, right? Where like the basis of like humanity, in my a little humble opinion, is like connection and love, right? And like the real way to connect with people is like what happens when you when like tough shit goes down, when like It's not, it's not all glitz and glamour. Like who, who's with you, who's in your community when shit goes down. And like, you know, social media doesn't really allow us to have that because the idea of community that we have is like, everybody is having a great time. Like eat, like eating at a beautiful waterfront place together. You know, like
3: Mm -hmm.
0: you don't get to see all that other stuff. So people feel more and more isolated or people feel like they have connection that they don't have, or they don't have connection that, other people do
3: yeah Yeah. yes yeah
4: exactly and honestly like that is that's kind of what the um i don't know if it was going to be a question or not but i'm going to bring it up but that's kind of what the uh the cover is about you know what i mean like i wanted Mm -hmm. to um a long exposure shot my friend zoe she's a genius she goes to um mc and she has a, a day before me. Yeah. But, um, I, I, she does a lot of photo shoots for me. She's done photo shoots for me in the past and I, I hit her up and I was like, I want to do a long exposure effect, um, where you can kind of see my face, kind of see my body, kind of know what's going on, but also at the same time, it's it's so blurry and it like, you have no idea what the clear image is and, all of what you just said, essentially, is like it sums up to what that image is. Oh, yeah,
0: this is mm. really beautiful. I'm taking a look at it now on Spotify. This is really, really nice. Thank
4: you. It's just, you know, it, it, you don't really know what's going on in the early 20s or kind of just mid 20s. It can be like even, you know, mm-hmm. you, you might not know what's going on. So I, 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 I wanted it to just be transparent, but not
1: yeah. Well you're exactly right you can you can tell what that is this action essentially you know what i mean but the it's it is really effective you know what it is but you don't have the full picture you know or it's yeah yeah i really i th- that's very cool that it was a, that you were able to translate that. So, if I, and, Honestly, and that she was it, Yeah,
4: no, it was her. She is a genius, yo. I literally put my hand on this, and she said, "Move to the side," and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. She is a genius, and I will. If I ever get to a point where I'm a global superstar, <laughs> I will hire Zoe Clark to shoot all of my photos. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm looking at your Spotify now, and I, I know this was part of Meg's question earlier, but I'm looking at this influences playlist, and um, I definitely want to talk about your influences because I, I feel that we have a lot of overlap in the artists that we're drawn to, even in just looking at this list. So I would love to hear who influenced this project, and then like who are your like heroes artistically?
4: Yeah um who really was inspiring this playlist um like, honestly the, the two biggest people were chica and freddie gibbs okay hell yeah like, I, freddie gibbs i don't know what it was about the tone I, I think it was okay so long backstory i recently started getting into like a beat maker community and whatnot and i started making a bunch of beats and my friend invited me to this place um called joe's uh, Joe's record paradise down in silver spring down oh,
0: right down the street. I was in there yesterday. I went to go yeah. walk around and I was in there yesterday.
4: Yeah. And every Friday they have a, they have a beat showcase from six 30 to 10 o'clock. I literally
0: then, just missed it. Holy shit.
4: Yeah. And uh, I got invited by my friend who like, I used to kick it in his dorm, make beats and freestyle and stuff like that. And it it grew into like a community that like, they like took me in and like, we're, it's just a nice community now and whatnot and so my ear kind of started adjusting from so much lyricism to a lot of um like beat making production what's going on texture wise and stuff like that and freddie gibbs if you know bandana that's produced by madlib and he's not a producer well he is now but like I would say he's predominantly a beat maker. He he chops samples and whatnot. And I was so fascinated with the idea of like having different textures come from like so many random places to build that new world. Like, um, and Chica homegirl is just so talented, man. Her, her, her flow. It's really the lyricism for her that I was like, I need to write this project now and actually, Not freestyle on something like I I really wanted to make something memorable, you know. Yeah, see Tierra
0: Whack on this list too, which makes uh, me really uh, happy because uh, Whack World was a big inspiration for the record that we put together. Just in the way that it moves, really like the way it's moving, and all the songs are like quick and really concise and get the ideas across. Yeah, I love Tierra Whack. So I'm excited to listen to your music, man.
4: Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, But yeah. I, I would say, yeah, those two inspired uh, a lot of the project, um, all time heroes, Amy Winehouse, um, huge, huge one, um, Thelonious Monk, um, a, a lot of, um, there are two ballads on that project and I didn't want to just record like basic piano chords. So I actually. Every single time I did a new verse, did a new chorus, did a new pre-chorus or whatnot, I would do a new live take, um, mm. and then I would chop it up and put it all together so it's just one long piano ballad. Because um, I have no idea how people like Bruno Mars and stuff like that record those like, can- like, do they just do it in a studio live? Like, I have no idea how they do that. I have no idea. But- yeah. yeah. I was like, there's no way I'm going to play a four minute song perfectly. Like for every this- t-
1: start to finish every time. Yeah. No way. So I had to
4: do that. And Thelonious Monk has really is really widely known for um being really lazy with his piano Um in terms of like when he's hitting the notes, he's kind of clunky. They called him an elephant on the piano.
1: Oh, and, OK.
4: And so. Um, my, my chorus teacher, when I was, when I was younger, she was like, Jay, you don't know theory. You just know a bunch of cluster chords. And so when I was making those two records and putting all those two together, I was like, Thelonious Monk wouldn't care. Uh, that wrong notes, say, right? Did
0: you say there's no wrong
4: notes? No wrong notes. I just, I'm just going to slap them together and I'll mix it later. It'll sound good. <laughs> but yeah, though those two, Amy also, she's, I mentioned her on the project. She's... Just so, her lyrics, man, they make me cry. Yeah. They're so good.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's heart on your sleeve, like nobody else. Yes. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And her sound just, like, perfectly mirrors her lyrics. Like, I don't know how, like, I don't know how she, maybe more so than anybody else, like, just the tone of her voice, and like the spirit I, I don't of her lyrics are just a yeah
4: you're right she was she was a real person man like even in interviews she you know because with interviews they have people off to your side your manager or whatnot be like don't say this don't do that mm-hmm. amy didn't give no fucks amy was like right boy like you know what i'm saying like, she, she just she kept it real and i really really appreciate that also added to the theme of 20s is like that inspiration of sure you know, don't don't hide it in the lyrics, you know. I I can hide once the project is out, but don't hide it in the lyrics. Like let right. people know what's going on, and then you know take whatever time I need to be like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and as somebody that was like, gosh, in her making music in her early twenties, you know, that's yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, how long have you been, like? playing instruments and singing. Is that is that an always
4: is thing? not an always. <laughs> what a
1: horrible question. Is, no, it's <laughs> not. What <thing.
4: laughs> it's, it's a horrible question. I haven't been singing always. I started when I was like really started when I was probably in freshman year, sophomore year of high school. Okay. And I again I wanted to be like my bigger brother. He was in a cappella and so I was like I'm gonna join a cappella and I'm going to audition for Hairspray. And I didn't make Hairspray, but I did get into acapella. Yes. <laughs> um, looking back, I definitely should have got in Hairspray. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, that, that was the start. I couldn't sing any tenor notes, any baritone notes. I was a pure bass. And my chorus teacher was so agonized by me. But um, I, I really learned over time. And then... A bunch of friends around me. I had a friend named Chris, who is literally famous now. He won the voice at Poland. He is quite literally famous now.
3: Oh, my gosh.
4: My friend Miles, who I also went to high school, is also quite literally famous, about to play Michael Jackson on Broadway. Whoa. Yeah. Like, they both, like, would always just be playing piano and shit, like, during lunchtime in the chorus room and stuff. And I would be like, man, how cool is that? You can just sit down and do that. And so in 10th grade, I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to just sit down and I'm going to do that. And I did it over and over and over and over again. Mom couldn't sign me up for piano lessons, but she was putting me in voice lessons. So she did. It was like one or the other. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I chose voice and I stayed after school every single day in the course room um, to like practice piano and just fuck around and stuff um and the theory and knowing the theory of it came just by spending time with the piano it's like everything's mm-hmm. in front of you right there so right just kind of connected over some time but right? um it definitely hasn't been with me for a while it took a long long time to get to a place where i was like very comfortable with like, being, like hey i'm i'm a singer i play piano you know like mm-hmm. so
1: yeah. So like uh, to, to claim it as like an identifier. Yeah. I yeah. understand that.
4: For sure, Because being a singer, like everyone claims they're a singer and then they sing sure. in like, Okay,. No, no. <laughs> yeah. okay, I hope you had yeah. fun, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like that. but, and even with piano, like, I feel, I felt like that was even more serious because if you said you could play piano and you go play hot cross buns, like you're catching mm-hmm. the things, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, for sure. You know, I, I wanted to, my friend Miles, he always played Ordinary People by John Legend. And I wanted to know how to play that song. And I learned that. And like, If I Ain't Got You by Alicia Keys. Mm-hmm. And those two took me a long, <laughs> a long way <laughs> because I didn't know shit past those two songs. But they took me a long way by just being like, what, what am I playing right now? You know? hmm so yeah, kind of like that. And it's just been going, I, over the years, um, I've started to pick up different instruments. Like I picked up guitar from my friend, Mark. Um, he is like pretty talented. And one day I was after school trying to like fiddle around with it. And he got so frustrated with me. He was like, dude, look at this. And he showed me a C chord and then something clicked in my brain. I was like, oh, I see how to do this thing. And then I, I kind of started messing around with that. Um, I'm not good at guitar. I just, I, I play it for like an extra chord here and there. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. And I just recently started picking up drums. I, I was a temp at music and arts, like for their rental season. And um, they have this like electronic drum set. And so uh, in between like customers not being there I would go and just try and figure stuff out and I, I mean, I'm getting all right. <laughs> oh yeah. Are you when you're
0: producing just to get to briefly like go all the way back to get in the weeds? Well, um, and on that note, when you're producing, are you drawing in drums or are you playing them on a pad?
4: I'm playing them in on this like I wish I could, could I pick up my computer sure and playing them on this like little
0: Oh yeah, uh-huh. I've seen that thing. That thing's really cool.
4: Yeah. It's fun uh but yeah i I just play them there like i i the rhythms i don't know it's like the rhythms are there if you if you know like how to build a drum set it it goes relatively smoothly um or yeah i do everything on pads too so yeah yeah, it's all just programming It feels better. And I honestly, I love programming drums because I love practicing to see how far I can take a mix to make it sound like some real drums. Like, right. I've sent a song off to someone being like, where did you record those drums? Like right here on my desk, (laughs) you know? So I think that's the beauty about music production is being able to like dress something up um, in a very, very granular way that you wouldn't be able to, if you were like, say, in an orchestra where or instruments are limited to do what they're designed for.
0: Yeah. And uh, this was my second part of my question, which is more relevant to kind of where we were. Right. Obviously, like looking at the covers of the, the single and the, the EP and, and the playlist and all that, you obviously have a, a care and an eye for aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And so do you see, like, do you have like a visual vision of taking like the music, to a visual place in the future like do you have aspirations like that are creative outside of the music that connects to it because you talked about world building earlier and i'm like i know there's a lot of space to build worlds inside of music right but does that do you find that urge like picking it anywhere else most definitely oh yeah
4: thousand percent i'm i am trying so hard to like find a team to put together so I can start doing visuals and whatnot, because I do have so many ideas for music videos. Um, I have synesthesia, so uh-huh. like all of like textures, colors, smells, all of that stuff just is is there already when the song is made and I just want to like build it into that world. But I don't have <laughs> videographers and stuff like that. But maybe I, I want to start exploring with it, maybe just shooting my own stuff, um, seeing where it could take me. But most definitely I do want to start expanding visually outside of just producing and whatnot.
3: Right.
0: Yeah. Uh can we talk a little bit about synesthesia? Because I think that's an interesting thing that nobody's talked about on the show yet and Mm. if you're interested or or willing to share a little bit about like what synesthesia is for people who maybe don't know that are listening and then kind of like maybe maybe when you realized that uh that that was an ability that you had yeah cool it's a very interesting Mm
3: -hmm.
4: it's so cool like so synesthesia is it's different for everyone yeah When you're a baby, you have different parts of your brain that are still glued together and connected. So, sensories overlap with each other. And every single baby has a form of synesthesia because we're trying to match colors and textures and whatnot to certain things. Uh, So, their brain is working that way. Um, But as we grow older and our brain starts to get bigger, it starts to spread out into different regions of our brain. And sometimes that doesn't always happen with everyone. Sometimes two parts will stick together um, close by. I don't I don't know exactly where I'm in the brain, but uh, parts will stay together. So, like maybe your sense of smell and your ability to recognize color um, match with each other, or something like that. Um, mm. you, audible, like listening to music and a color; those will match up together, or something like that. So, not even just music, just sound um and textures you you feel textures through sounds or or you feel it in your body when you like hear a scratch or something like that you know what I mean? mm-hmm. yeah I I didn't know that I had that I I I always reacted to my mom loves playing music she always played music in the house and whatnot and I always reacted to it in a very what I thought was normal way you know what I mean like just being able to get lost and like you're in a different world but as I got older and I started playing piano and I was by myself and I really really was just like visualizing I would literally like I don't know I don't know how to explain it but I would actually see colors and I would actually feel textures of like what a certain chord sounds like or um, you know what a an effect noise sounds like it it Mm -hmm. it it just built there and over the years of developing a better ear um it it just keeps enhancing because it's it i don't know how to explain it but it just
0: understanding and becomes richer and so the connection and the tie becomes richer itself you know
4: cool Mm -hmm. and i i want that to aid in um like creating music videos and whatnot because all of the songs have colors and all of the songs like exist in a different type of mood or a different type
3: of feeling. I definitely want to portray that point.
2: Cool. Yeah, that's-,
1: that's very, that's really cool. Thank you for sharing that. Because yeah, thank you. I feel like, you know, a lot of people like can intellectually say like, Oh yeah, this chord sounds crunchy. And we've, you know, you've just been taught that like, you know, when you, I I don't know you you've you can you've been taught like to associate certain adjectives with certain sounds or colors or like um based on other people's interpretations like i'm thinking specifically like with um i don't know like like paintings and like artists mm-hmm. um you know we're taught that like yes you know this blue means that it was really moody and sad or whatever but to intellectually know that is very different than to like experience you know the ex, ex, to experience um those same associations or diff, or different associations but still between yeah. you know like a feeling or a, any adjective and a sensory experience you know
4: yeah and it's almost like knee, knee-jerk reactions to you know uh, at mm-hmm. least for me, it, it really is prominent when i'm hearing not just music but any kind of distinct sound um I, I, my brain will just, just trigger, like something will go off and i will be like, oh, that, that feels like peach fuzz or that, that like mm-hmm. it, it happened. And
1: like um, that specific. Wow. That's very cool. Yeah.
4: Yeah. That is really, it, really cool. You know, it, it's, and I, 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 wanted to get that in, I don't know when you, when you listen here, so I don't know if you both have listened, um, or not. I know Harrison. Said I have it, listened. Yeah. But, um, in the track 22, at the end there's a lot of weird textures in that and um and that that's that would, would be an example of synesthesia i wanted huh. to get the texture, mm. like to sound industrial sounding to sound like um bolts and planks and stuff like that so yeah you know it, it's really it's really guiding how i'm creating right now i would say it has been for over the years so.
1: and Do you feel like it kind of can be, is it, it's a tool that can be used both ways in that, like when you hear something, you can immediately identify like, Oh, that sounds like this to me and using it in like in the inverse or like, I want something to sound like this, or I'm looking for something that sounds like this. And then you can, you know, find something that matches the. Yeah.
4: yeah. I, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Yes. It it does work in both ways that way. Um, Cool. But that that makes it agonizing sometimes because you know sure. producing isn't all like fun and games. It, it never is. You sit down in the first ten minutes and boom, have a beat. It's always like let me scroll through for twenty minutes to see what sounds I have. And I know.
0: And then you'll get a beat, and then you got to like start going back. You're like, all right, actually, like the way that I made this synth like sounds kind of like the making the
4: drum sound fucked up. God, right? It. Like it, the bass it. isn't working with this. da da da. da all that stuff and when when it, you're creating all of that stuff, uh, or at least I am, I, I have to be specific. I will go through that snare pack I have for 30 minutes to get the right one to sound right with that kick. I I'm just it has to be right. It has to be right. Also with the chords. Oh, my God. If a song, I I love music, I love all types of music. I will listen to your music if you tell me to listen to it. But I cannot listen to music that does not have the chords. I just can't like Do
0: you like Tyler? Because I know Tyler's obsessed with chords. Tyler the creator. His chords are like crazy.
4: I do love Tyler, but I also love like like Esperanza Spaulding mm-hmm. and like like I don't know people that are you know just- spelling.
0: Did you listen to her album this year? I feel like you would fucking dig that. That is some like crazy witchcraft R&B
4: <laughs> fucking wild, man. I've like- listened to a little bit of it because my friend Daniel um, at Music and Arts played some on the speaker, but I haven't sat down with it. Um, but yeah, like people that are really investing in those chords like her and then like Yeba, and all, like all those queen. people, right? Oh, yeah. Saying, "Oh my god!" The came out. The internet broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I really, really want to hear the the same the same um, time and energy you're putting into those drums and to putting into those textures and those sound effects. I want to hear in those chords. I want to know that you sat down for like five to forty five minutes to flesh out some good sounding chords to get yep. what you really want to you know so i don't know it's just me like a lot of people get like with the music production world get away with um not knowing any music theory and yeah it's cool you can make such cool beat like no shame to anyone that doesn't know music theory but i, I really my ear does gravitate towards chords and a full world of everything everything
1: Do you feel like that's kind of what also draws you to theater? Like in that there are so many cohesive elements or that there are so many like pieces that are all like serving the central, I don't know, that are all serving the same purpose. Um, Like that it is a kind of a full like sensory experience or at least attempts to be in a lot of instances.
4: Yeah, most definitely. I, I, I thought theater was so cool because like not, I thought, I think theater is still (laughs) Like, because it's the only it's the only art form that tells a story in the way that it does. I don't know if that it's makes sense. It's
0: the only 3D way. art form that's like actually 3D, like right. living and breathing.
4: And it, they, it it's gotten so tight to the point where it's living almost as like uh, like for example, like when you hear a song, like when you hear a song that's really, really good, you don't think about someone being in a studio creating all of that stuff. You just, you Mm -hmm. just think about it existing as it is, as like some piece of thing that is magical and it's here on earth. It's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like that, like theater, when I see it, I'm like, when it's that tight and even, even theater that isn't at that professional level, I'm just like, wow. Like, I'm not even thinking about the the three hour rehearsals every single day that someone went to, I'm I'm thinking about the script. I'm
0: not thinking about a piece of paper, like exactly. And that
4: definitely drew me in because the final product, like you, you know, everyone says it, but trusting that process really will take you a long way in life uh, with anything. And theater really taught me that trusting that process was like, will take you there it's cheesy but everyone's like don't worry after tech week it will all come together it's so cheesy but every single time it did and that proving me wrong every single time really was like wow something can be bigger than bigger than me it can be bigger than this small little thing you know
1: right and it teaches you like I mean I don't know how you kind of I don't know what your like trajectory as far as like when you were involved in theater versus when you started like making and like building like worlds and projects of your own. But I feel like I started on a very like in a very small way, obviously, like, you know, just being my own little part in the show. And then eventually, as you learn to trust the process, you learn to like, I, I don't know, I did at least was drawn to like seeing the big, you start to, your eyes start to open to the bigger picture, like soon, closer and closer to the beginning of a project. Does that mean, does that make sense? Like every time you approach it, you just, or the buy-in is a little bit easier. And until like, you can eventually start to, I don't know, build your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: You're right. You're right. Like everyone always, it doesn't matter if you're, doing the most professional piece of theater or not. Like everyone comes in on that first day, not knowing what's going on, trying to figure something out. And over time, brains and gears start to work individually. Obviously you're working as a team, every sure. single day in the room, but you know, you go home and you, you're, you're forced to think about that three hour rehearsal you had, maybe on your drive home alone or whatnot, mm-hmm. reading your book at night, something, I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And you're right. it just, years will turn and every single day new new material will show up in in individuals and i i think that's cool that like starting as just a small little part of theater like that's i I mean that's how i started i hope that's how everyone started i i i would hate to start on that grand scheme because i i i would love for someone to see how it builds and for them to you know Maggie. You know you guys know Maggie Rogers. I
0: love Maggie oh, Rogers. Yeah. Had a fucking religious experience last time she was at Anthem. It was like oh yes. goddamn uh, believable. Yeah. She's yeah. her. Oh my god. Oh my god. I can talk for hours. She's but, one of the best producers too. Like her production is underrated, and she does all that shit herself. I'm pretty sure she likes self
4: produced. Yeah. No. I mean, Pharrell discovered her, and Batman. I love amazing. that video. Yeah. No, uh, what a great I, video. But she has she has like this short uh like docu on YouTube or whatnot. And in it, she she talks about uh, going to Alaska when she was in the process of making her project. And she said something that, like, changed my life because I've never heard someone talk about traveling for this specific reason. She was like, I went to Alaska to feel small and being like just standing in front of those giant, massive mountains. And with all that snow, it reminds you that, like, you know, you're just a small little piece of this overall grand scheme. And it really changed my perspective on a lot of things, like you know, oh damn i'm I'm just in the ensemble, but you're in the big you're in the big grand scheme of making mm-hmm. it. it's cheesy, it's so cheesy, but you know, so yeah, I, I really, really hope when it comes to theater at least the goal is for music in its entirety, but to start with discovering like what you want and discovering what is around you and, and growing into your space, not necessarily just like being like, I'm ready for everything because most sure. of the time you're not.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. I like that a lot. I haven't, I have to watch that, um, that doc. Yeah, I a, have heard her talk about like, I've heard her talk about that song, but I haven't heard like that specifically. And yeah, that's, I mean, what a great point. Like I'll
4: to just drop it in the chat right now. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah super she she looks so baby in the video because she's so young but hey, you <laughs> got
0: a shout out marylander we love to yeah see true
1: it. yeah she posted something on instagram earlier this week that was like making the record that i'll tour for a lifetime i can't wait like oh bring on. my gosh i sent a chill down my spine like I,
3: I feel- i'm excited am yeah. excited
0: there it is she thank you she oh, is you. just unbelievable. When <laughs> just briefly detour and talk about Maggie, what, what I loved so much about the last tour she did, paired with the album, like because I loved her in a past life. Great album, great record. What she did so brilliantly on the tour for that show is that she turned the back half of that album, which is pretty. It becomes more and more acoustic and stripped back. The record it starts in this very like dance hall electric place moves into kind of this like folks here sound which is really really cool when you're listening to the record in the on the tour she fucking reversed it so she orchestrated all the back half of the album to be like super dancey and it gets to the point where she ends the show playing alaska herself on an acoustic guitar like with no beat no anything like talk about like really taking a project getting into it dissecting it down to its core and then like manipulating it to give people new appreciation because I was slapping
4: the back half of that album. I that agree. Tour. I agree with that sentiment so much because uh same thing that I was saying about music, like having good chords and whatnot. Like I think music should be able to exist as both a production and both a live experience. Like obviously you're not gonna make every single song to experience live. Sometimes you just wanna you know, make a nice beat, put on your headphones, listen, blah, blah, blah. But I think when you are talking about someone like a bigger artist, like Maggie Rogers or whatnot, you should be having the expectation that your life is going to be taking, or it's going to have most of the time of your music being projected into the world on tour and showing people live and whatnot. So you want to make that an immersive experience. And I, I, I love what you just said, like when someone can take, what they have made that is already what feels like a masterpiece because that album is a masterpiece Mm -hmm. and turning it into another masterpiece like that is it's pretty crazy they really and not every single song um and artists can do that um
0: oh yeah and talk about writing a clean album where there's just like no bad songs like Mm -mm. you can just play the album live like in a different order and it slaps so fucking hard and What's your favorite song? After,
3: oh. Both of you.
1: Um, I am very partial to Falling Water and Retrograde. Those are probably my two favorites, I think.
0: I think that Past Life might be one of the most beautiful songs ever written. Like that song is a song that like. Through my last breakup, I, like, sobbed, too, over and over. Like, that is a... I'm, like, tearing up thinking about how beautiful that song is. And it's simple chords and, like, ugh, that song. And um, I also love The Knife. At the end... Went. She does this mm. thing in her songs at the end, where she'll take the rhythm that she sung the whole time and change just one little part about it, and you're like, mm, "Yeah, you fucking are crazy, like, she's crazy."
4: <laughs> nice and like, are you are you talking about the bridge part? Maybe
0: uh, I'm crazy.
4: Oh maybe. my lord! Like, there's a
0: part where she triplets it instead of, and there's a part at the very end of it where she instead of going, "It's all about to blow," she goes, "It's all about to blow," and it's like. Damn, you better <laughs> fucking go. It's little no, stuff like that.
4: The, the way you're dis- dissecting with music, you—I know you listen to her, and I know you both listen to her. Sammy Ray.
0: Mm-hmm. We she saw did... Sammy Ray, and we, oh,
4: we saw this her.
1: Oh well, my like, Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. what? Yes. What? Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Last night. Yeah, she. Last night. night. <laughs> yes, I saw her and Lake Street Dive in Richmond last night. Yeah. elite concert truly elite concert okay sammy she's (laughs) she's the one she yeah she's the one her yeah so if we're talking about like precision (laughs) and if we're talking about like reinventing the song every time it's performed and uh, yeah i mean that she's master of that yeah
4: i and lake street dive whoa pause because we we've lost over that i love them they oh. i've been, they have been a huge inspiration for music i've been making right now actually um
1: whoa. Yeah,
4: i i i am a big believer in change and yeah. i'm a big believer in not staying within your sound all the time you got to switch it up because you're gonna you're gonna get bored of yourself and you're gonna not like your music and I'm very much so a singer songwriter before I am a producer and I just keep listening to them. And I'm just like, they're, they're just so good. Like the, Mm -hmm. it's tight. Like I want to work with a band. I want to work with instrumentalists to build um, like music as tight as the last project. Like, but you know, maybe live this time or something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're incredible. Sammy is incredible. Have you ever, have you gotten a chance to check out her live show, Jalen?
4: I haven't checked out her live show. I was, oh my God, I was like this close to going. Um, she came like a few days ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was so yeah. close to going, but um, it didn't She's
1: coming.
0: I'm, I was about She's to coming again in March. tickets. And it's like 25 bucks at,
1: at yeah, 9.30. Call. At 9.30. So. Okay,
0: then I will be going because. Okay, we'll see you there. Worth it. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be going as well. It is going to be an insane show. I didn't really know much of too too much of sammy's music i'd listened to the album like a couple times through before we saw her but since we saw her i've been like slapping sammy
4: i really like jackie onassis oh brilliant
0: well and her live show something that again like we talk about maggie and like live performances so it's such an incredible art form when you're good at it like to have a whole club like doing dances that you're teaching on stage in this, like, cynical, fucking, like, really shitty, like, a time that people, like, I feel like people are in, like, this this pandemic, like, mania that people are finding themselves in was so mind-blowing. I was, like, so happy. I was, like, there is... That is, like, true joy. That is, like, mining humanity.
4: Yep, Yep. When I experienced live music again for the first time, I damn near cried because... I was just like feeling a kick right here. Just like, Mm. oh my God, I was, and I was so close to it. I was like right in front of it. It was this two, these two people came from Philadelphia and there was a show in DC. It was at, uh, it was near CUA actually. Um, Songbird? No, it wasn't Songbird. Um,
0: Smith. There's another place, Smith Public Brewery. I've seen shows there.
4: It was near a flower shop, I think. Okay. I don't know. I, I forgot where it was, but um, yeah, I know these two people came from Philadelphia and they were just, they, this dude had like this MIDI controller and a kick and she was singing and he was like playing samples live while playing the drums also. Oh, and she was like, well, hey, yeah. I, need, I needed this. It, it just mm-hmm. filled me so much, but I, I know what you, I feel what you mean. Just experiencing that must have been so magical. And, yeah.
0: Live so- music's amazing, man.
4: I agree. I agree. Every, I'm biased towards it, but I think everyone should experience music live um, on good, good like sound systems.
0: I know we're lucky in DC. We have a mm. couple good venues with some amazing sound
4: systems around around here. Even even yesterday, like at Kennedy Center, seeing uh, Hassan, he like he he did a lot of voice effects and he had a lot of technology that was. Making cool sound effects and whatnot, and the sound system there just sounded so amazing. I was like, "Wow!" I think
1: people underestimate that too. Like, because I think that, and I mean, I'll say this for myself probably, I am quicker to identify when I hear a bad sound system than like I being able to say like, "Oh, this is a really good sound system," or like appreciate a really good sound system. You just, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that is probably for, yes, the layman of, you know, like sound design or, you Uh know, production or anything that when your ear just is not, you know, when you hear something you don't like, but to hear some, to appreciate something that is like actually excellent is probably, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know that everybody can do that.
4: It's phenomenal. And I oh my god. I when I put this project out, I was like, please, dear God, go in your car, go to the club. I don't care where you go, just do not listen on your phone. Do not listen on your shitty $15 little earbuds. Um, maybe on your AirPods. Those are nice. Those actually have a good sound system. Yeah, they do. Go listen on nice stereo speakers because. My foot is in that production, and I right. need to hear it. Mm. And I just beg that people always listen on good. I'm. I know that's really privileged and selfish because not everyone has a car and everyone has a good sound system where they can just go and really, really do that. But I, I really, really wish that everyone could do it and want that everyone to do it every single time.
0: And revisit their favorite artists that way too. If you've never done that with like your favorite album, like. You really need to because, like, I swear to God, <laughs> I will fucking listen to albums and like hear things that make the entire fucking song that I have never heard because of how, like, how much fucking Spotify compresses shit when it's coming out of your phone.
4: Oh like, my god! Don't you even. You gotta look- change
0: your settings too, by the way, people in your fucking phone. I've- change your fucking compression settings on Spotify. Oh wait, wait. I gotta to talk me. about that.
4: Definitely gotta. Talk what to, about to do? Walk me through this. Um, wait, do you use Spotify or Apple Music? Spotify. I use Spotify. Well, nonetheless, if you go to your settings on your phone and you okay. go to music, you have an EQ setting. And you can EQ what you are listening to. Like, it'll adjust the... the exactly. Oh, is that on Spotify right there?
0: Yeah, I, I, mean, I EQ my own shit. I also EQ my car. Using, the, using the, like the bass treble and mid, and like I got shit going
4: crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like, people really can listen on some good sound, and they need to by just tweet. Even if, okay, even if you have to listen on your phone, go into your settings, put it on best settings. You now have a lossless audio. You can turn that on where you have lossless streaming, so it, you will not miss a single beat of any production. Anywhere okay. with the the streaming service,
1: yeah. Automatically, it just said it was on like automatic audio quality, not very high. When very high is an option, why would it do that?
4: Because it wants because, to save you data. Yeah, Apple had an update where it put in a lot of oh. things, and like, it, it might, you might have saw a lot of notifications in the beginning that have just like, do you want to allow this? Do you want to block this? Or da 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 da, and like uh-huh. those, those new updates and whatnot. Um, wow. Yeah, there's a
0: lot of good stuff. There's a lot of good stuff that you can do to boost your shit. If
1: okay, I'm cool. sure there's
0: YouTube videos too. That's like get the best sound quality out of
4: Spotify or whatever. It
1: that uh-huh. or Dolby
4: Atmos because there's there's a setting on Apple phones with Dolby Atmos that like most songs now that are being uploaded to streaming services are made with some type of Dolby engineering in them. And they add it as an option to just be listening in there, uh, in that mode, just in case there is. It doesn't take away from the stereo sound. It just opens up um, the headroom for things that like are placed to the ceiling or placed Mm. to the bottom.
0: Apple Music is starting to get appealing more and more. The more the audio stuff they're doing, but I do like the social aspect of Spotify. Like I like
4: it too. I do.
0: If that's the only thing is I like being able to to be honest, I like being able to look at what people that I'm friends with are listening to. Yeah. And I like I mean, we can do that on Apple Music, but it is
4: just like, yeah, you can. Like if you um well you can follow people on Apple Music and if you're listening to an album and you just like scroll down, maybe I can show you right here. If you just scroll down, it'll show you like like that your friends or something are listening to that or whatnot.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool
4: yeah it's really
0: it's I, I like my creepy sidebar i have over here at all times so <laughs> everybody's fucking listening to when i have my computer up i'm always texting i'm always like harassing I'm my friend so, taylor have you met taylor wit have you ever met him through asani or emmanuel i know that they were hanging true. out for a while but he i'm always fucking harassing him about this he's listening to on spotify like, i'm like what yep, the fuck is moulin rouge the musical doing on here
3: <laughs> hey. you know all
0: these songs yeah. <laughs> you know, all these songs exist like perfectly maybe he's
4: having a belt session you know? i know just <laughs> it would be like that. i'm here alone my girlfriend is at the renaissance fest right now so i have a full reign to be belting in this apartment oh beautiful beautiful, <laughs> I, have, beautiful. I have a show coming up on the ninth, and um i actually should be rehearsing for that um later today I, I have my friend kevin he's gonna be a drummer for me because last time i just did it like solo and mm-hmm. a, like fully acoustic strip back but this time i want to have like a drummer and i kind of want to take uh one of the songs off the project and like rework it a little bit figure out the chord see if i can do like a little different version of it because oh hell yeah that would be so cool so we're gonna see what it's like. It's gonna be like a war.
1: That's awesome. I think you. Yeah, you posted about that. It's like, um is it at Union Stage or near Union Stage?
4: Yeah, it's at. U, it's at Union Stage. Okay.
1: Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. 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 That's um, cool. in on the ninth, we'll have to check that out. Um, yeah. and we'll we'll make sure that everybody gets the information too. We'll like link to it in the in the episode description. Oh, hell yeah.
4: yeah! Tickets go on sale on the first, so I'll I'll be putting it up like everywhere on social media. So awesome yeah that's
1: awesome thank you and Um, what kind of stuff like will you do at a live show is it are you going to be doing things from 20s are you going to be giving new stuff covers what's the
4: so um so i'm doing the show with so far sounds um okay and the first time i did it like maybe last month and um i did uh some stuff from 20s I did some previous written songs that I have had over the years and I did do a cover um so right now I think I have some new material that's I'm working on and I have some time up into the ninth to get it like a good rough draft of it but um I do want to do more materials from 20s to really promote the project still because yeah I feel a a week of um promotion coming so I want to get that um but yeah I I do want to do some covers I do want to do maybe like I I like connecting with the audience I like talking with the people like a lot of I don't know I keep going to live shows around the area and a lot of these artists are just like okay I'm gonna play a song and they do it and I'm like hi what's your name like Mm -hmm. what do you do like what's going on and I, I just like being open and being there and just why are you here? Like, how did you find your way here? You know what I mean? Like, thank you for coming. It's, it's right. It's all about really what, who's in the room, the connection, but yeah, like just stuff from twenties, maybe some old stuff, maybe some new stuff.
3: Cool.
0: Yeah. I, uh, we usually end the show with some uh, non sequitur lightning round questions. Would you like to uh, participate? Of course. Fantastic okay <laughs> so today i have a few themes that i'm kind of thinking around since we okay. had a lot of art talk i would like to talk about art that's not music very briefly okay three favorite movies
4: three favorite movies um that one with matt damon and um robin williams good will hunting, good will hunting great movie um black panther because i movie. Got to you know of course of course and, um my brother didn't like it but I actually did like it. It's a bad concept but Lucy um the one with Scarlett telepresence and and if she like has 10% of her brain power and she takes like this drug and she gets stronger and stronger like she activates more percentage of her brain power and she like starts to develop more abilities as she like accesses more percentage. Oh, and interesting. trying to catch her because like this drug is illegal and they like people are trying to sell it across like the world or whatnot. and she happened to get it and i don't know it's it's really cool i went to go see it with him and he was like eh, i didn't like it i was like that was cool She was <laughs> the dolphins dude <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
1: i'll check that
0: out yeah yeah that sounds really cool i haven't seen that um if you could be in any cartoon what would it be
3: ed ed and eddie oh my god
0: Oh hell yeah! Those guys, those guys, look like they'd be some fun.
4: Yeah, just like that show is so stupid and so fun. Like, I, I wouldn't want a serious cartoon show. Yeah, like,
0: imagine getting like trapped in like fucking Last Airbender, and you're like, God
4: damn it, like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like imagine like not even being the avatar because i feel like man did not even have stress on his back he was flying around with this big old bison i'm fucking uncle iroh that man probably was stressed to no degree like come on yes i would hate
0: to be like just like a lackey in the fire nation like just like some like idiot who they're like yeah carry this shield i'm
4: like
3: (laughs) Shit.
4: Oh, my God. (laughs) And you know how they get knocked out in every single episode. It's not like Naruto. Naruto, they'll throw one knife at you, and it'll miss... Every single time, but no avatar, they'll throw one boomerang. <laughs> that's it.
0: Yeah, they're just like, here's some wind, and like <laughs> a thousand people die off the ship. <laughs> like...
4: <laughs> I love that show though. I love that yeah,
0: show. that show is tight. What um and then ships shifting gears, what's the best Halloween costume you've ever had? Ooh, uh ooh,
4: that's a good question. I honestly think the best one was a group costume. It was the three blind mice um, <laughs> with um, Lennox and Bayron. Um, and yeah, it was at David Singleton's apartment. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. We love David oh, Singleton.
4: Yeah. I love David. Me He's too. Uh, <laughs>
0: why, why is David so talented? And, and just like the best and like constantly getting and revealing more talents. Like it's actually like crazy. Like that dress that he made that like fit is like I was
4: losing he, my fucking mind. How is he doing? Like where, where what what does he do? Like I feel like he just pops up on Twitter every single day and he's like, guys, I've done a new thing. I've invented I a new thing. Yes. Like,
3: like David.
4: Why
0: well, watching David like get in like well oh, David, we love you. We're talking all about David. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, David I, love Hi David, I love you. Hi David, I love you. Um but like david's <laughs> david evolving and developing tiramisu during this has been one of mm. the most amazing like just watching the creativity watching the like persona the aesthetics the like oh, and just
1: like amazing. innate talent Sucking like yeah from the jump just like quick. really yeah yeah it's all so good
4: yeah and being so, quick with
3: it too very very quick quick on, quick on
1: the uptake yeah.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah, for, uh,
0: for sure. And last but certainly not least, what's your favorite candy?
4: Um, as of recent M&Ms, but all time uh Hershey's cookies and cream like chocolate.
1: Ooh. Oh my those gosh. Those are good. those are
4: good as fuck.
1: Wow. Yeah, that is a, that's a that is a good choice and I hadn't really considered that as ever as ever a runner for my favorite but you know what you (laughs) actually make a good case that's a good little candy
4: you know okay if you go to your local 7-eleven you might get lucky some some have it some don't but they have a milkshake of that flavor go get it it's okay it's so bomb it's so smooth i know don't do it before performance or rehearsal (laughs) Mm, it's so good and it's like a dollar worth it Yeah, I gotta go try that out. That sounds pretty bomb. Where are you guys located?
1: I'm in Arlington.
4: Oh, you're in Arlington.
1: I'm in Arlington. Uh huh. And
0: I'm in downtown Silver
4: Spring.
1: Oh wow, you're like right over there.
0: (laughs) I'm like, I'm like closer to the Tacoma side. I'm like about as close as the Tacoma side gets. Like the KFCs and Taco Bell combos, like a block and a half,
4: two. Ever want to create music? dude um
0: we so i live with my my partner kate and our friend john who's my bandmate, and we have like a whole setup in here so come like oh like play we got instruments galore we got
4: synths we got all kind of stuff yeah, that we've accumulated between us so honestly if i i am that person i'm not even doing anything today because my drummer oh. just can't wait play.
0: if you're not doing anything then i literally i'm going to send you my address we're having a party tonight so come to that if you want to come to that like truly okay like- I-, I will literally send you my address Never- Okay. all right great fuck yeah that will be sweet oh hell yeah hell yeah <laughs> that sounds good. um will you to get back on track with the, <laughs> the little show um Will you do some plugs real quick? Where can people find your tunes, your socials? Uh, Plug the show again, please, please, please.
4: Yeah, so on social media, you can find me at Jalen, J-A-Y-L-I-N, Connor, C-O-N-N-E-R. And there's an extra R after that. So all together, that's J-A-Y-L-I-N-C-O-N-N-E-R-R. There you are. I just followed you twitter that's on instagram um on facebook i have an artist page that's just jalen connor it's just my name um my artist's name is just jalen um my full name is just jalen's name but um i'm blowing you up right now i'm getting all i'm following you on everything yeah and my project 20s it just it's on all streaming services apple music titles spotify all that And I have an upcoming show, November 9th at the Wharf in Washington, D.C., and tickets go on sale on the 1st. And I will be posting a link to that everywhere. everywhere.
0: Cool beans. And if you're listening after the 1st, I will go ahead and uh, you'll be able to find a link to that. Uh, And if you're listening before the 1st, go follow on social media
4: so that you can get all that info when it drops. Follow, and follow. Join the fam. Like it's it's a fun time. I just I just post beats on my story every single day that I just make because I, I get creative in the middle of the day, you know, I gotta stop. So join the fam. I'll go live sometimes. We'll talk like this, you know. It'll be a good time. It'll be a good time.
3: Hell yeah. Well,
0: Jalen, it was very good to it's great to meet you and it was good to see you. And I hope I get to like see you later today. That would be fucking awesome.
4: Of course. It was great meeting you too. And I had a wonderful time. I've never done something like this, so. You were a natural. You were so, oh my gosh. God, I felt so awkward. I was, I'm sweating, y'all. I'm like, <laughs> my best. I'm like, what do But yeah, no. You're no, great. Thank you so it was, much.
1: It was so good to see you, Jalen. Thank you for doing this. It was so
4: great to see you too. Do you go by Meg or Megan?
1: You know what? It's either. It's, it's either and both. But yeah. most, a lot of people, Megan is like my given name, but in my later years most people call me meg but like it's like a weird divide like in my life there's definitely still people that call me megan but you know meg. you can, you can meg, you
4: megan big megan vibes i i don't i don't feel like <laughs> the meg i don't know why like i like I've not not that that was, bad like no
1: <laughs> not at all please it's my name yeah. <laughs> i welcome it
4: <laughs> yeah, but, no yeah honestly thank you guys for having me i, I really, really had a great time
1: yeah of course cool. so did we Well, things took a fun little turn at the end of this episode. And I, you have to tell our listeners, did, did you all follow through on your plans to hang out? We hung out
0: last night um, for a while. Super cool. We had a great time. Um, We had a great time, like at the, the little like Halloween shindig that we threw. And then like, we got to like, fuck around with like the synthesizer that, me and john like to use for making music and like talk about tunes and like he was great man he was great he is a great great guy very cool happy that we talked to him on the show
1: yeah i was really happy to get to talk to him and as you said kind of in the beginning i feel like i've only that's definitely the longest conversation i've ever had with him uh we've met in passing maybe a few times and like have followed each other on the internet but uh yeah i'm and I'm sorry that I didn't get to hang out with him in person yesterday, but won't be the last time. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm sure that we, you know, are in in the orbit of Jalen. So I'd love yeah. to go
2: to,
0: to go see his show too. So if we can yeah,
1: yeah, happens, yeah, yeah. That would be tight. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. Okay, we missed an can episode. We,
3: have- we missed an episode. Week.
1: Yes, but. The thing is, now with our new schedule, when we miss one week, it's like we, it feels like we missed several weeks because yeah, it feels like that. we fucked
0: up bad sometimes. I like feel
1: it. so bad. And I feel I love so the through
0: bad. line of this show of me and you <laughs> like coming to terms with like a huge narrative on this show in addition to the interviews and us like enjoying being friends is the narrative of us realizing how fucking hard it is to actually do a show yeah
1: yeah and like (laughs) yeah like when when i think about the fact that pete holmes was putting out like two two and a half hour episodes every week like in when he was in the early days of, you know, like 2012 days of you made it weird, like how was it possible? Dude, that I was like I mean,
0: Woodstock of podcasting, that era of podcasting. Yeah. When you go, yeah. if you like go back and listen to podcasts from that era, it's like, I don't know, dude. Sometimes I feel like I'm like, this shit, like podcasts, podcasts in general, they're not like they used to be. Like, they, no, used to be, it's true. They're so polished and shit now. Like, Yes. Even down to like how much structure this show has. Like yeah. so much more structured than like I think almost any show I was listening to in like twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. And and this is not that structured of a show compared to most like podcasts that are out
1: no. there. No. No. Yeah. Um
0: like the just read basically just like, I don't know.
1: I mean Yes, plenty of plenty of shows that I mean, I'm even thinking about like a little uh, like there are shows that come out every single day mm-hmm. with like news updates. You know what I mean? That oh, yeah, are like the
0: daily and stuff. If,
1: yeah, I'm thinking of the daily. I'm thinking of Axios today. I'm thinking of like there's plenty of I mean, there's just so many. It's hard to do. And I know it's a, but but a hobby podcast is different than like it's your job podcast. Well, so I was going to say about
0: Pete Holmes. I'm like that, that guy like, you know. Peace and love to Pete Holmes. He does spend <laughs> the first 15 minutes of those episodes usually doing ad reads. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, oh, he's definitely making money.
3: 15 <laughs>
0: minutes. Okay. That's. On, that. on a two and a half hour podcast, that's not that bad. I watch H3 and they break like, they break every 30 minutes for him to do ad reads. Oh my gosh. But that show also has like 100,000 live watchers <laughs> when it's up. Louie, enough.
1: Louis, stop it. No. Sorry, everybody. Uh...
0: Louie, goose Fraba, my friend. You know a movie that you've ever seen? Anger Management?
1: No. no
0: it's should've... fine. It's a perfectly fine movie. Okay. <laughs> you see it one way or okay. the other.
1: Okay, great. Um, but yeah, all that to say, I'm really sorry that we missed a week because mm-hmm. I and I felt really bad about it. Um, and I continue to feel bad about it. And we are going to make it up to you. Uh, we will hit you back with a with an extra at some point mm-hmm. down the line here, you know, just because we it will play we wanna, catch up.
0: That's a yeah. good deal to make. That like if we miss uh if we miss like a normal run of weeks, we will make mm-hmm. up for it. We have to make up for it. That's like a rule. So that way we don't yeah. have to do like uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's smart.
1: Yeah, I need to operate with a consequence and I'm happy to do that. Um
0: to operate with a consequence. That is so <laughs> yeah, that, Meg i'm writing that down i need to uh operate with a consequence is so that's so interesting
1: uh yeah it feels i don't i don't necessarily like that about myself but i do have to sometimes think that way to to make things happen okay
0: let's talk about this how does that manifest itself?
1: <laughs> for me yeah
0: like in just oh. like a day-to-day like if you're working under that kind of system like i certainly agree with that like i have as I've gotten older, for sure, I've been a big believer in, like, just, like, when you fuck up, just say you fucked up and deal with, it. like, you know, deal with it in whatever way you need to, whether that's, like, consequence, whether that's, like, you know, penance.
1: Yeah, I mean, I th- I feel like I think I, I'm constantly putting in place, like reward and punishment systems for myself, like to, if I complete a task, okay. Like even if that's just like, okay, finish sending these four emails and then you can have a Werther's like, yeah, a I have a treat. Co- a Werther's on my desk. Or like a lot of times the consequence is guilt. I just, I impose so much guilt on myself for like not following through on things or for whatever. So sometimes it just results in like an apology. Sometimes it just a, results in me like having to make a behavior change i do like
0: this idea of though like there just needs to be like you gotta live with the idea of consequence Mm -hmm. because it is gonna happen self-imposed or not in certain Mm -hmm. situations you know in almost every situation Mm -hmm. and so like if you're keeping, i don't know i just think that's like a really it just gets your expectations right too of like hey look like Prepare to like fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Like, like I'm not going yeah, to like, yeah for you sure. know, like I, if I don't do the thing, I don't, the thing doesn't happen, you know, like, and that's mm-hmm. a good mechanism that a lot of people I feel like don't, that's a, a hard thing to, to like train and condition in people, you know,
3: mm-hmm.
1: it's
0: a discipline of sorts.
1: Yes. And I guess I want, I mean, I don't really consider myself to be like a highly disciplined person per se. You know what I mean? I don't really, sure,
0: have- I kind of disagree a little bit.
1: Oh, OK, that's interesting. I just I find a disciplined person to be somebody that can like that has like a lot of routine in their day to day and probably like executes um, things like because they know that. They know what the outcome will be, and right. so even if it's just like tasks that don't like in their in and of itself, uh it, do have much of a consequence, like as part of the greater whole, they do that kind of stuff. No, I'm not great at like, uh, that, I, that kind of discipline is not something that I am very good at. Uh, and that is what I consider discipline to be like, is having routine or, uh, consistent, uh, behaviors that, you know, are like <laughs> at helping, yeah. you know, working towards the greater good.
0: But the greater good for like yourself, right? Like, you know, in some way.
1: Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: I don't know. I just I feel like you have a good ability to like do a lot of things at once and execute them on a high level. And that requires some level of, if not discipline, disciplines like good old cousin organization, you know, like.
1: Sure. I would consider myself to be an organized person, but not necessarily disciplined. Yeah. Well, just to go to, I mean, I i don't know. This is a good tie in because, because speaking of this past month, we haven't had an episode in literally almost a month now at this point. Uh, I have been bopping all over the place, doing all sorts of things. I've been having so much fun. And like when other people comment on it, I'm like, Oh yeah, I guess maybe I shouldn't be doing all of these things. Or like, maybe I, sh- maybe that is a lot that I'm, but I don't huh. know. I, but as I'm like in the thick of it, you know what I mean? And just bouncing and bopping for the most part, I'm like feeling really energized and really like having so much fun and feeling so present and not feeling a lot of guilt about it. Uh, on the, I don't know. <laughs> Does that make no, sense? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I guess it's just because like, yeah, probably most people are not going to this this month. I think I've been to a different city every week. I know which it's
0: is, been fucking wild, dude,
1: which is wild. And I've been having a lot of fun doing it. And I would like to be able to do more of that. It's not something I realized that I'd like to just be able to kind of go do. I, I don't know. I, I'm enjoying it. um, spending my time that way and going on adventures and kind of setting myself, having little things planned for myself. Of course. Um, and. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's does that make does that make sense what I'm saying? That I feel mm-hmm. only guilty about it. Like, if somebody says, like, Oh, wow, rather than taking the compliment, I'm like, Oh my gosh, they must think I'm like it just they must think I'm irresponsible. They must think I'm like kind of you know, reckless or like don't have any no, sense. I have those same, <laughs> like you I know, have those what I mean? same
0: hang ups, those same like self conscious hang ups about mm-hmm. things, you know, that people will judge, like you know xy the things that i like choose to spend my time like doing, like yeah like i i know we talk about a lot on here but like we've i've also been into experience a lot certainly not to like you're traveling all over right now i was traveling a lot during the summer like we've both been very much like enriched in the experience element of things i think in the in the last little while and like Mm -hmm. we're all i don't feel guilty about it because like you know Um, I feel like there's times where I feel very frustrated and confined by, like, the the fact that nobody, like, I feel like nobody learned anything in the last year. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, we gotta change our fucking lives, dude. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like, we gotta, like, do the shit you want to do. Like, if you want to be traveling and see these places, like, you actually literally have to do them. And, like, the only reason that we feel guilty is because, like. These things in the old world, I think, were treated as like insane things to be doing all the time. Like, you know, it's like, oh, this is a little, you
1: know what I'm saying? Right. Yes. Well, yes, exactly. I mean, and specifically, I'm talking about like, yeah, I guess it, I feel weird about like taking early off of work on a Friday afternoon because I'm going to see a concert when the week before I just took two days of sick leave, you know, for to be out of town. But whatever it's at the same time it doesn't matter
0: it doesn't matter it actually doesn't matter yeah right exactly like the reason and the reason it doesn't matter like should be clear to everybody you know like because of what just happened for a year like everybody lost two years of their life like i feel like Mm -hmm. i went from being 25 to 27 overnight Mm
3: -hmm.
0: you know and like that's fucked up and like that's happened to everybody and like i we're never gonna be able to get that time back Yeah. And so, like, you know, I so think we're the and <laughs> is to. I don't even think that. I buy. We're, we're damn well going to try. And then it's like, and we like cut to us in like a school, just like sitting, like plotting. So, whose yeah. <laughs> house this weekend? Um, <laughs> 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 no, but I do think, like, you know, they're. There has to have been. We've said it a million times. There has to have been lessons learned, and like one of the biggest lessons learned for me is that like I'm gonna do the shit that makes me happy, and that's it. And I don't really give a shit
3: mm-hmm.
0: what the fuck anybody is gonna think about it. And I'm a self conscious person too, dude. I'm like, I also feel like we are conditioned a little bit to live in fear of judgment by the uh, path that we've taken in our early artistic endeavors. Mm-hmm. Being in a, you know what I'm saying? yeah i'm yeah for sure i feel well, very because... self-conscious especially after going to like school for yes like being an artist i'm like uh, that shit made me more self-conscious like yes and made me convinced that i was bad and like the things that i thought were good like were not good about what i was you know like
1: yes yes that's a that is a great point i do think it makes you when you are like constantly having to we've talked about this on the podcast before like look around and just like assess yourself, like in relation, you know what I mean? You're assessing Mm a talent pool. You're essentially assessing like your odds or like your. Oh, and in some literal popularity
0: contest, like I hate to tell you, like in some Mm -hmm. cases, like you're literally doing like who is more popular than who, like Mm -hmm. you got two Mm -hmm. equal things, like in front of yourself, like people are going to pick the one that they, like more like you know yeah like, yeah. yeah and so um, yeah it makes you fucking nervous and so yeah. you start to take little comments and like be like was that am i what do you
1: what do you mean by that like you know yes yes right 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 that's a great point um even if it's not it's just to be second guessing somebody's statements constantly yes and i also feel like i don't know if you struggle with this at all Um, I am starting to lean into and embrace the fact that the lifestyle, actually, you know, I know this is true about you because you are somebody that I I feel does this. And we were just talking about this the other day, I'm trying to lean into and embrace the freedom that this lifestyle and like career path, whatever that I have chosen allows me. And for a long time, and, and rather than, and I do still slip into what I was just talking about is slipping into the like self-consciousness that it is not your typical like corporate America or whatever. And so, no, I am not working normal business hours or, you know, I am not. But it also means that I can do a lot more things. And that's just because like I'm giving up some things for, in favor of other. Correct. Things right. and, not, and it's it not
0: more exciting to me, right? And appealing right. to the experiences that I was seeking out of life that I was realizing in my like late teens, early 20s. That, like, Correct. the experiences I want in life are only going to be possible by following this path and their sacrifice, one way or the other. And I do feel like, you know, my first few years in the business, I worked too much, which sounds fucked mm. up, but I mm-hmm. feel like I didn't enjoy fully those years the way that I could have and the Mm -hmm. way that I see a lot of other people were able to, but I also don't, you know, that's the path and I'm grateful for that too. But yeah, I'm with you. It's easy to fall back into. It's so easy. And yeah, we do want, we do want to be able to live in unconventional. I want to be able to go. I think we said this off pod yesterday when we were gabbing, but like, you know, I, because of the, the way that my lifestyle's arranged, which is like annoying at times and, you know requires extra work here and there i got to go fucking walk around the neighborhood where i live for like two hours and like go in the little shops and listen and i was just listening to music and like that you know that is like so i can't you can't pay me for that like you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying like you can't pay to take right. that away from me like i would rather have a week where like if things are lean than than never be able to take a, a one o'clock walk on a Friday,
1: you know, like Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. I'm with you. I'm with you a hundred percent. Yeah. But that's also a part of what I feel about like, yeah, there's there's, you know, back to looping back to like the conversation about discipline and stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it's just all there's this
0: was well, discipline required, right? In the freedom, there's discipline required, right? Having this uh-huh, much,
1: uh huh, uh huh.
0: You know, I've killed weeks. Like I have a kind of schedule. <laughs> no of the,
1: doubt, no doubt, I have yeah. The
0: kind of schedule <laughs> where, like, if I so choose to fall into the dark hole of nothing, of doing nothing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's right there. You know, so mm-hmm. that
3: yep. that yep. is a
0: big discipline that I am really working on. Like using the freedom that I have. I the gift of this free time, this gift of this unique schedule and lifestyle mm-hmm. to its fullest whenever yep. I can,
3: you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, yes. Yes, for sure. I speaking of like those weeks where you can just kind of choose, I we are getting into the time of year where like the likelihood of me choosing that just on like a mental, spiritual, physical level is it. It, the the odds are the odds the odds are ever increasing as the sunlight dwindles do you experience that
0: yeah i i, I struggle with seasonal depression it's pretty yeah. bad yeah um but 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 that being said yeah i mean i'll kill weeks in the winter weeks in the winter mm-hmm. fucking I know. goodbye dude like, Hibernation. like january february like you'll catch like i'll catch like 2 weeks and i'll be like I, I didn't do shit except like work
1: do you ever consider like moving to somewhere warmer where it's like you don't where it, that it's like wouldn't cold, necessarily it's the dark. be the case i don't, I don't
0: mind the cold it's that like when i wake up in the morning and it's dark and by the time mm-hmm. i'm like Home. everything i'm able to enjoy I'm able to enjoy everyone because you know I have friends that work traditional nine to five. Kate works Mm -hmm. a traditional nine to five. Like by the time everybody's then available to like enjoy, I'm able to enjoy my community. It's fucking pitch black outside. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. And I love this is like my favorite time of the year right now. Like when you go Mm -hmm. outside in this weather and it's like sweatshirt and and sweatpants weather and it's not colder than that and you're not you never get the sweatshirt sweat going on
3: you know because
0: it's cold enough to stop that Mm -hmm. yeah what about you you are you do you have a tough time in the in the winters
1: very much so very much so yeah it's the it is the coldness in it's the coldness plus it's the combo for me right it like the temperature um yeah the temperature definitely like dropping it does it definitely does something to me i I would prefer i think i would prefer to be somewhere it was warmer
0: Uh, i think that also that we get tricked our brains get tricked around this time of the year because we get a huge dopamine we get a huge dopamine serotonin dump from mm -hmm. like the last week of october through that beginning of january and then it's nothing is absolute nothingness for months Like. You know, they got the world's goofiest holidays in there. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, President's Day or whatever. Like, you know,
3: oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Or whatever. Um, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, uh, I guess St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we go from this huge, like, you know, yeah. holidays, everybody's in community, everybody's like enjoying, like, you know, everybody is in a, a, a term that you have famously said numerous times people are living in epitome. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that I think about that one all the time too. That's emptyism <laughs> I think about regularly. Um, yeah but everybody is living in an epitome and like Julius, mm-hmm. and then it gets taken to nothing. Short days cold.
1: Yeah. <sighs> Oof.
0: Seasonal Oof. depression, that's a hallmark holiday. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Um OK, hey, anybody who's trying to cancel me, you can just go ahead and clip me out of context <laughs> on this show. Just start at any second marker on any episode and you probably will be a- <laughs> OK. <laughs> oh, boy. Well,
1: anything else? For
0: um, this week? I don't think so. You should watch 15 seconds of shame or 15 minutes of shame. If you have it on HBO, it's a documentary about about cancel culture. It was very good.
1: Oh, Okay, I will watch that.
0: And not, like, the fake-ass cancel culture that millionaire celebrities talk about. Like, the, like talking about, like, oh, people who, like, they talk to the guy who, like, fucking dumbass, but the guy who bought, like, 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm. That guy, mm-hmm. they talk to him, they talk to, like, a, a Mexican man who was accused of doing the white power okay symbol out of his window when he was just cracking his knuckles and he got fired from his fucking job for it by a white guy oh my god yeah i mean it's like crazy it just talks about Mm -hmm. like it just talks about like the complicated nature of like public shaming and the history of it Mm -hmm. and the guy who wrote the book um so you've been publicly shamed that i have like Mm -hmm. slowly been where i like read a ton of and then slowed down but whatever Um, He is heavily featured in this documentary and he is fucking great to listen to talk about this subject and a lot of great, like uh, a lot of great, like uh, amazing like scholars and stuff like that. Sociology scholars and um, organizers and activists and stuff like that. Who talked about like the origins of call out culture during the 60s Mm. and seventies to basically like, call out rapists in community literally call out like people in community who had like committed acts of violence or sexual violence against people in their community that weren't being handled by the law so they were doing a lot yeah it's really fucking interesting and it just made me be like it just made me it's a very fascinating topic that i think like we never actually really ever talk about correctly ever and Mm -hmm. i don't know how to talk about it correctly but
1: I mean, it's also
0: Chappelle, like, cry on his million dollar Netflix special about his other millionaire friend getting canceled or whatever. Like, who fucking cares? Like.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. And this is a relatively like, I mean, societally speaking, it's a relatively recent phenomenon, you know, and it's still like. I feel like we're still seeing it uh, emerge in different iterations. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, I mean, well, it is like it's actually
0: it's like a pretty old thing and like think about the bear. Like think about when you would put people in the to shame people in the town when you would like strap their heads in and their arms
1: oh, into the oh, thing and oh, throw oh. Okay, so and we're talking of, I like, follow. This is not like specifically in regards to like
0: It loops it all the way back to like how it's manifested currently and how like this, this, this grand tradition we have in communities and cultures of like self-policing and using shame as a tactic to self-police within community. Like because we now have these mass Uh communities online, it's becoming crazy.
3: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: which is what you want, right? Like in a group of friends, like if someone's acting up, you want everybody to be like, yo, fucking stop. Like behave, right. you know, Right. take some accountability, which, you know, I think is great. And people mm-hmm. mostly act like cancel culture is just saying like you're bad and you should go away forever. And it's not what it is.
1: Right, right. Oh, OK, interesting. Yeah, but I was I always just think of it as like in the current terminology. But when you give those like previous historical instances that that's fascinating to me okay 15 seconds what 15 seconds of shame
0: it's on hbo max folks succession episode two tonight season three Mm -hmm. both meg and i've been watching
1: yes although i do have to say when i was watching it last week i was like did i ever watch season two and i did three years
0: ago yeah
1: but it was two years ago and so i think i'm gonna re i'm gonna give that a rewatch and also season five final season of insecure premieres tonight on hbo max as well
0: folks check it out the show not sponsored by hbo max also i believe could be just keep going dune also available on hbo max (laughs) for the next two weeks um what the fuck else is going on on there you got all the tim and eric collections you got
1: i just finished veep which Mm. uh was a great watch uh and Oh, my gosh. I mean, unbelievable performances on there. Um, I love Tony Hale so much. He's One so of good on AVsa development, and he plays an almost <laughs> a very similar character on Veep, and it is incredible. a little less of an adult
0: baby but it's so great it's like such an interesting spin on like doing that type of character that he did on arrest development you know yes
1: and he talks about it on i listened to his episode of you made it weird with pete holmes i've heard that one too that's
0: a great episode that's a great episode. yes
1: because he's talking about like yeah i do play these characters for a reason like i am just kind of in my life like this way like i love, i am a people pleaser i am like trying to and he talks about like growing up like it was really fascinating you should give it a listen if you are have ever been a fan of his work uh anyway yeah veep is on hbo
0: damn all right everybody hbo max just so you know it's out there it exists it's a streaming service (laughs) you know next week we'll be talking about paramount plus so come on (laughs) back for that and then the week after that we'll be visiting the classic works of uh, failed streaming service quibi so check it out we'll be watching fierce queens with um reese witherspoon the show about female animals The nature show where they basically go like this is the yes queen she like she is a cheetah and yes you best believe she's running that fast (laughs) with babies in her belly and shit like it's like crazy shit Uh -uh.
1: well we can also watch the 10 part episode of or the 10 part series of princess (laughs) recreation of princess bride true all of the (laughs) all of the celebrities Okay! Wow, guys, we got that's exciting Quibi, stuff which is for now. You all. Available
0: on Roku, which is true. <laughs> it's like Roku acquired the Quippy catalog. Oh my god! So if oh you got wow. Roku, you can watch the now defunct, formerly known as Quibi, <laughs> but only after you come back next week, listen about Paramount Plus, and you finish right. checking out all the wonderful selections that HBO Max has to offer this week.
1: <laughs> wow! All right, everybody. Yeah, one we of the a lot
0: weirdest. Of- pre-posts ever
1: <laughs> but uh pretty good pretty good in my book oh, um, Ace aces for
0: me that's a that's going to be for me an ace
1: <laughs> um okay well everyone as always you can find me on the internet at mm-hmm. MegBun.
0: you can find me on the internet double h double a double r double i double s double o double n you can follow the show at good to see you pod uh find it on your podcast provider if you Actually, that's redundant. Good to see you, pod.com, for all that stuff. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Listen to the Baseball Hat record. Um, and see live theater if it's around near you and see live music.
1: Yes, we've been doing a lot of that. And we'll be, we'll be continuing to do it. And live your life. A-A-A-A-A-A-A. Oh, wait. Can I say one more thing? Sure. When I was in Austin, Texas this past weekend, uh, I saw a folly show which was i like went in- to that me I you went did to that. Esther's follies yes, dude, that shit was amazing it's so good and the mad the magician was there was uh-huh. he mm-hmm. oh my gosh i'm dying to go to a magic show i'm dying to talk to a magician on this show so that is my uh that's my that's my personal quest uh for the next few months finding a magic show and i want to talk to a magician hell yeah okay So that's it, everybody.
0: (laughs) Well, anybody, if uh, you know any magicians out there. If you know sleight of hands yourself. Can you you come do just do some tricks? We actually don't even (laughs) really want to talk to you. We just want to put you on a Zoom and like see what you can do. Uh,
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) We're putting together a team of
0: wizards.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If you've ever worked a child's birthday party, I would love to have your ear for 10 to 15 minutes about those little card tricks. I'd love to yeah, have your ear about you showing me a card trick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks everyone. It's good to see you, Meg. <laughs> good to see you.